invite you to take your Bible and while you're standing, turn to 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6, we'll read this. And then in my prayer, before we begin our study, we will want <clears throat> to uh, pray for our uh, many of our teens who are together with some adults, are at Barnabas this week. They left yesterday and uh, pray for their week there. And then lift up uh, Monty and Soshi Scott. Uh, you'll remember them, former members of our church. Two years ago, their son Isaac passed away. Just this past week, uh, their daughter Miranda also passed away, so we want to remember them. And Liam, their uh, remaining son, in our prayers. 1 Timothy chapter 6, beginning with verse 2, the last part, <clears throat> excuse me, of verse 2. Teach and urge these things. If anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching that accords with godliness, he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. He has an unhealthy craving for controversy and for quarrels about words which produce envy, dissension, slander, evil suspicions, and constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and deprived of the truth, imagining Godliness is a means of gain. Father, we submit ourselves into your hands every day. We submit ourselves to you this Lord's Day as we have gathered to sing, to lift our voices in worship and praise of the great God that you are. We recognize that when the psalmist says you are God, that you are your sovereign over every detail of life, the good and the bad. And Lord, you are also good in the midst of everything that is going on around us. You are good, and you can only do what is good. And so we take great consolation in that. We pray for those who are in need in our congregation, so many needs with our families, with marriages, with relationships. We pray for Monty and Soshi Scott in the loss of their dear daughter, Miranda. This last week, we pray for your mercy, for your grace to be poured out upon them and young Liam. We pray that you would strengthen them. Lord, we cannot even imagine, but we know that you draw close to those who are yours during times like this. So we pray that you would do that. Then we pray also for our teenagers and for the adult sponsors who are at Camp Barnabas this week doing work of ministry. I pray that you would bless them. Pray that you would bring your grace to them so that they might minister to the campers who are there with special needs. And Lord, I pray that they would have a great week of ministry and they would worship you, and they would come back drawn closer to you and uh, more committed to doing 
what you have called them to do. Now, Father, we pray for ourselves as we continue in worship in your word. Help me as I declare the truth that's in your word. Help all of us to hear it and to apply it to our own lives. And we pray this in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. You know, as I've studied through this book of 1 Timothy now, I think this is sermon number 39 that we have uh, looked at together. I take bite-sized, as far as I can do, bite-sized chunks of this passage of Scripture, and then we just walk our way through it. One of the things that I have been struck by, and particularly as I studied this week, I, I, I really can say that I didn't realize when I began this study And then also, when I parallel it with the study that we are doing in our ABF class in 1st and 2nd Peter, how much both Paul, the Apostle Paul, and the Apostle Peter, in their final days, when things are important, when things, in in final days, they, they seem to do that, when things take on a sharper focus, I did not realize how much they have to say to the churches with passion and urgency about the importance of dealing with false teachers in the church. Now, in a sense, as I thought about that, that that was what I was struck with, first of all, when I started studying this, the third time that Paul addresses that in this letter to the Ephesian church and to the young pastor named Timothy, I shouldn't be surprised because in reality, this goes all the way back to the very beginning of time, the creation of man and woman. After all, it was a lie, has God said, indicating a negative response to that, And it was that lie that plunged not only mankind, but the cosmos into the deadly effects of sin and death. Now, let me tell you something, just so that we'll know. False teachers are, by definition, deadly. They oppose the truth, and they deal with lies And as we read a few moments ago, and we'll talk a little bit more about what that exactly means at the conclusion of this sermon, they do it for personal gain. Now, here is the thing about this. I I always try my best to help you personalize this. Um, I don't know. Maybe you could look to the person to your right and to your left And maybe you know that person, so it's safe to say that he is not or she is not this kind of person that we're talking about, that we're defining. But if there is a false teacher in the church or on podcasts that you listen to or on an advertisement for a particular curriculum or anything like that, chances are that person is not going to come up to you and say, Good morning, 
I am a false prophet. They're probably not going to do that. They're probably not going to say, uh, and by the way, as a false prophet, as a false teacher, let me turn your heart away from Jesus. They're probably, parents and grandparents, not going to say, and by the way, I'm coming for your children. But they are. False prophets are deadly. And so if you're serious about your own life, and I'm talking about the life that you're living right now, and how you live it tomorrow at work or this coming weekend at play or or whatever else the case may be, but I'm also not just talking about your earth, your, your your earthly life right now, your temporal life. I'm talking about your eternal life. Get this, please. And the eternal life of your children and grandchildren. Then knowing and loving Jesus and the truth about him and knowing how to combat the lies that are all around us, you're going to see the need to arm yourself in a way that you can, first of all, recognize false teachers, and then when necessary, you can rebuke false teachers, and then when necessary, you can go beyond that to even avoiding them, not only personally, but avoiding their false teaching and their lies. And so out of this passage of Scripture, you can see that the Apostle Paul commands, these are imperatives, he commands Pastor Timothy to equip and to protect the church of Jesus Christ to believers by continually teaching and urging them in these things. Now, you have an outline before you. I'm going to walk right through this passage of Scripture, and I love the way Paul starts. He starts with the positive I would have expected him to begin with the negative, but he doesn't. He starts with this, imperative, commands, teach and urge these things. Here's what Paul does. He starts with the remedy. He starts with the antidote to the problem of the lies of false teachers. Now, when it says teach and urge these things, the question is asked, what things? You can look back to all that he has said before, all the way back to chapter 1. You can go back there. It's consistent with what he has said, and particularly, again, about about the false teachers. And you can look forward, these things having to do with what he is about to say. So, Timothy, here's what I want you to do to the church. Pastor Marty, here's what I want you to do with the church. I want you to teach and to preach these things. So let's look at some of these things. I've gone through, and this is, this is just out of 1 Timothy. There are three particular places where Paul, this is the third of those, where he talks about false teachers. And I've kind of bunched them all together. I don't expect you to go through necessarily and read these things. But he talks about it in chapter 1, and he gives 
pretty much of some really scorching details about that. And then he goes to chapter 4, and he gives another warning, and then here in chapter 6. So let's just walk through this. He's saying, teach and urge these things. And so we're going to remind ourselves a little bit about what these false teachers might look like. Certain persons, these are real people in and out of 